Ray Bradbury holds a special place in my heart. In addition to having written some of my favorite short stories and one of my favorite novels, he was the subject of my first ever internet lesson plan back in 2002. It involved a visit to raybradbury.com and students looking up information and writing letters to the author, although there are probably emails now that I think about it. Now it seems like a silly thing to have gotten excited over, but it was over 20 years ago, and who knew? Actually, if it was back in 2002, it wouldn't be over 20 years ago. Guess I lied. Sorry. It was almost 20 years ago, and who knew what the internet would become? Well, actually, Ray Bradbury probably did. Greetings, and welcome to the Teaching ALA podcast, where this summer we combine my two favorite things, literature and summer vacation. Get ready for some literary quotes. Here we have a quote in part one, and I quote, It's really fun. It'll be even more fun when we can afford to have the fourth wall installed. How long you figure before we save up and get the fourth wall torn out and a wall TV put in? It's only $2,000. This was Mildred uh, speaking to her husband. I tried to help a friend put together a budget once. Uh, He had massive credit card debt, no savings. I encouraged him to begin paying down his debt and create a savings program. He insisted it was impossible. He went over his expenses. He owned two giant TVs and paid nearly $150 a month on cable. This is a true story, by the way. I suggested he cut his cable bill by $50 and start paying off one of his credit cards. He refused. He bought another TV for his bedroom. His wife lost her job and their home went into foreclosure. Now he has his three TVs and a one-bedroom apartment. Bradbury was prophetic. People spending, you know, I know for our modern readers, our, our young scholars, the thought of a TV the size of a wall probably isn't that big of a stretch. But if you grew up in, I mean, this is written in 1954 when TVs were just little boxes. I grew up in the 70s and 80s. I graduated high school in the 80s. And we had this little square TV. We had a 19-inch square TV, and we thought it was big. Although I do remember uh, we struggled a bit financially, so our all the color schemes were off on our TV. So sometimes it made it hard watching sports. One, the fact that we'd get wavy lines all over it. So the thought of a TV taking up the size of the wall or the thought of people having multiple large screen TVs was was really uh, strange in 1954 or whenever this was written. So something to keep in mind. Bradbury was prophetic. Now I'm amazed about how accurate Bradbury's vision of the future has turned out to be, not just with the giant TVs, but uh, his other scientific predictions, his social, more, I think even more, more alarming are his social predictions. Now, I have a quick lesson plan right now. I'm just going to share with you. I know it's summer, whatever, it's July, or no, it's June, whatever month it is, regarding Bradbury's vision of the future. But this is so easy that you really don't need to, you could probably even remember it because you're not, probably not writing lesson plans while at the beach or in the mountains. So you can, you know, bookmark this podcast. I still don't know how to bookmark podcasts, but you could probably save it. Most players have a save. Or you could just like my podcast and put it as like a favorite, and then you don't have to worry about looking it up. Anyhow, it's a simple two-column chart. Label the left column predictions in Fahrenheit 451. Label the right column how the prediction has or has not come true. If you go over to uh, ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, I have a list of things that have been invented since this novel was written or things that didn't exist. Do you know Saran Wrap didn't exist when this novel was written? Facebook, Amazon, that was decades away. He writes, uh, he writes about the, the thing that just blows my mind is, is ATMs. 1954, there was no such thing as an ATM. If you wanted money out of the bank, you had to walk into the bank when it was open, of course. I mean, I guess you could walk in the bank when it was closed, but that would make you a bank robber. You had to actually walk inside the bank and withdraw money. And even in the 80s and into the 90s, 
that was the standard. I, I'm trying to remember the first time I saw an ATM. I'm from a small town in Ohio, so it, it and I moved away in 1989, and I don't remember ever seeing an ATM at that point. So the the money machines where you could just go in and put in a card and get out money was was well at the time science fiction. You had the Mildred would always put the, uh, the beetle in her ear, the little ear, the the ear earbuds, which is now Bluetooth. The thought of Bluetooth back again in 1954 was unheard, was was you know absurd. Even when I was growing up in the 80s, something like that. So just little things like that. Talk about the speed of cars, the overbearance of media. It's just everywhere. So these are some of the things you might want to discuss, might want to put in the left column of the chart. And then in the right column, how, how the prediction has come true. So we see. I, I think I got that mixed up. In the book, it talks about the Beatles in Mildred's ears, and then the prediction has come true with Bluetooth headphones. You probably have a pair of Bluetooth headphones, earbuds, Things like that. And since we're on the subject of lesson plans, over at ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, I combine most of the lesson plan units I've created into one PDF file. It's a big PDF file, by the way. It's like over 2,000 pages, I'll admit. But I made it available to you, my loyal listener. And even if you're not loyal, it's still available. Like you, you might be like telling your friends, this guy's an idiot right now, which would make you a disloyal listener. But that's okay. You can still take advantage of it. It contains complete unit plans for 33 short stories. 11 poetry units, all types of writing, three novels, two Shakespearean plays, and an epic poem. You could literally not have to create a lesson plan for the entire year and still not get through everything. Let's get back to the quote. Let's talk about Bradbury's vision of people becoming so engrossed in technology that they stop living life. I think we can all see signs of that in our world. I doubt, however, that Bradbury was a Luddite. I don't think anti-technology attitudes are wise nor realistic when it comes to our students. There are great things about the internet and other technological breakthroughs. I mean, you get to listen to this podcast. Did you know, for example, that you can go online and enroll in a free lesson planning video course created by me? Now, I'm going to take this time to share with you something I saw on RayBradbury.com just now. Bradbury's writing life was sparked by an encounter with a carnival magician, Mr. Electrico, in 1932. At the end of Electrico's performance, he reached out to the 12-year-old Bradbury, touched him with his energy-charged sword, and commanded, Live forever! Bradbury later said, I decided that was the greatest idea I had ever heard. I started writing every day. I never stopped. If it weren't for the internet, I would not have known that little fact. Thank you, internet, and thank you, RayBradbury.com, and thank you for listening and subscribing and giving this podcast a like. Like me, please like me, I'm begging you. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA Podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 